Today's daf is daf ayin dalad, page 74, in the Heligim Masechus Ksubis. And we pick up from Itmar Nami. We're going to pick up from Itmar Nami, which is seven lines from the top of ayin dalad, Amar Aleph, 74 in. All right, here we go. Itmar Nami, we learn similarly, Amar Abach, Amar Yaakov, Amar Abach, Amar Abach, Amar Abach, Amar Abach, Amar Abach, Amar Abach, If somebody does erison with a woman, and he makes a condition she'd not have any nadarim hanging over her head. Ubal, then he has relations with her. Divrei hakol, ena tzricha Everybody agrees. She does not need to get from him. It's it's a mekach tais. The whole thing's a mistake. And he stipulated it. It's not existent. It's not a marriage. You don't need to get. The son of his sister says, Chalitza Mutas Ksheira. We're going to go back a little bit now into Yuvamas. All right? So we're going to deal with the case of Chalitza. So if you have Chalitza Mutas, a mistaken Chalitza, it's a valid Chalitza. You hear this? You have a couple that does Chalitza, you have a Yavam and a Yavama, and they do a mistaken Chalitza, it's a valid Chalitza. What is that? Says the Gemara, Ezu Chalitza Mutas. What's concerned a mistaken Chalitza? Let's see if we can remember this. Omar Ishlakish, Kol Anytime we say to him, do chalitza to her, ubekach, and through the chalitza, atokain, so you're actually married. The guy's got no clue. He's an ignoramus. He doesn't know this from that and that. And Bezdin wants to know, Bezdin wants to ensure that this, this uh, Yavama is not left hanging. They don't know whether or not uh, this, guy, this guy's going to be willing to do chalitza because he really likes her. So they, they trick him. And they say, oh, this chalitza really is going to be your marriage. Omar So, so, um, Reish Lakish says, it's a kosher chalitza, it's valid. Amar Reish Lakish says to his beloved brother-in-law, Ani shayna bein shenaskavin hu v'leneskavin hi. I learned, this halach is true, whether he had kavan to do chalitza, and she didn't, or bein shenaskavin hi v'leneskavin hu, whether she had kavan and he didn't, ad sheyeskavin hu shneim chalitza psuma. And therefore, says Rabbi Echenon, since you need both their intent, in order for it to be a valid chalitza, a chalitza mutas, in your case, Reish Lakish, my beloved brother-in-law, is not going to be valid. You need kavana for both of them. But Amrit chalitza, Sikshera, you're going to say, if you, if you trick the guy, telling him it's going to be a marriage, it's going to be valid? No. That cannot be the case of chalitza mutas, which is kosher. It's not possible. Ella, Amr Abichan, rather Abichan says, I'll tell you what chalitza mutas, Sikshera, means. Anytime, uh, whenever we say to him, do chalitza to her, on condition that she pays you money. So then here's what's happening. We say to the guy, do chalitza, because she'll pay you for it. Do chalitza, she'll pay you for it. So, um, ultimately, even if she doesn't pay, it's going to be a valid chalitza. Says the Gemara, Alma kivan diavad ma'isa. You see, even though he he did an act of chalitza, achulei achlei letanoi, he's meichel the condition. We're saying it's going to be valid hachanami. So to over here, kivan debal, since he had relations, achulei achlei letanai. If he had relations after, why don't we say he's meichel the tanai? He's meichel the condition, and it's going to be a valid marriage. Amar So he said back to his nephew. Bar Beirav, you yeshiva bucher, Shapir Ka'amrit. This is said in a little bit of a wonder and astonishment. Do you think what you're saying is correct? It can't be, and I'll tell you why. 
can't be. I'll tell you why. Michti, let's see. Kotanai mehecha gamrinan. How do you know that a Tanai in general works? Now again, in order for something to have any sort of impact or influence, there has to be sourced in Tyra. So if I say, I'm going to give you $100 on condition, you jump up and down 10 times. Maybe I just need to give you $100. Who says that conditions added to something is valid? Because I said, source it. She says, Kol how do you know conditions added to statements need to be listened to? From the famous Tanai, the well-known condition of Bnei Gana Bnei Ruvain, right? Where what happened? They didn't want it. They wanted to remain in Abraham and They wanted to remain in the Transjordan. And Maish Rabbeinu says, if you go into Eretz and fight with us, then you go back to the Transjordan and take the land. And if you don't go and fight with us, then you cannot. Now, why did Maish Rabbeinu say the flip side? All he could have said is, well, I'll let you have it. I'll let you stay there on condition you come fight. No, he doesn't say that. He says, I'll let you have it if you fight. And if you don't fight, you can't. Why is we doing it tonight, Kafu? Why are we doubling it over? Must be, you need, in order for a, 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 a condition, a tenai, to be valid, it's got to be doubled. So here we go. Now over there, it was a tenai that's possible to be done a, 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 with a shliach. Okay? So in the case over there, where you have these, Bnei Gada, Bnei you have these two and a half tribes, really. right? You have uh, two and a half shvatim, um, where we made a doubled over condition. And then Maishra Rabbeinu tells Yeshua, he's going to pass away. He tells Yeshua, you, when it comes time to divide the land, you make sure that they actually get their land in the Transjordan. So Moshe's uh, agreement could be carried out according to Bnei Gud and uh, accor- according to a shliach. It could have been carried out by Yeshua. So there it could be carried out by a shliach. We're going to say a condition is valid. Have a tonight, have a tonight. The, the condition is valid. But it's not able to be carried out with the messengers. Then Now let me ask you a question. Can chalitza be done by anybody else besides for the Yavam? No. Says the Gemara. So therefore it's not a valid condition. Says the Gemara. But when it comes to marriage through Bia, we know there's three ways to marry a woman. With money, with a document, or with relations. That can't be done through a shliach. A husband cannot send his friend to act as a messenger to marry his wife for Biyah. Yet we say it's going to be, in, if, if you do an erison, it's going, even though he's doing it by himself. He himself did the erison. It can't be done by the shliach. But he makes a condition. You can't have vows. We're going to say the condition is valid. That's because since you can do kesef with the shliach, since you can do shtar with the shliach, we compare Bia to it as well. Hence, we're going to say that in such a case as well, the, even by Bia, where a shliach cannot be used, granted, but since Kedushin as a whole, shliach could be used, it's going to be valid. Okay. Amar Avula Baraba, Amar Ula, Amar Abelazar. Rav Ula, the son of Abba, qu- quoted Ula, who quoted Abelazar. Okay? So Rav Ula, Quoted Abba, his father, who, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Rav Ula, the son of Abba, quoted Ula, who quoted Rav Lazar. Hamakadesh Benova, a person who marries a woman with a halva'a, with a loan, uba'al, and then he has relations with her. Okay, 
So now what's happening is like this. This is a this is a lumdisha situation. Lumdish we gotta we gotta keep wrap our brains around it. Usually if you marry a woman with money, what do you say? You hand her money and you say, Behold, you are married to me with this money that I am giving to you. What happens in the following case? A woman needs financial help. I'm just it doesn't need to be that case, but I'm making up a case. So she goes to a nice Jewish man, and she says, perhaps you can lend me $1,000 for the month. I'll pay you back in a month. Okay. He lends her $1,000. A month passes, and he comes to her to pay up, and she doesn't have the money. Can he say to her, behold, you are married to me with the money that I lent you a month ago. I'm going to forgive the loan, this is a loan forgiveness plan, in place of returning the money to me, we're married. Now keep in mind, the money is not even necessarily around anymore. Mm-hmm. She could have spent it on food or electricity over the past month. So the, really, in order for kesef kedushin, for money of marriage to work, at the time that you hand over the money, you have to say it's for a kedushin. You have to say, If you just say, you know, I'll forgive a loan repayment, granted that has value, but um, at the time that you gave her the money, that wasn't, uh, that wasn't kesef kedushin. Okay? So that's the, that's the chap over here. That's what's happening. So if a person marries a woman, hamakadish b'milva, intending that it's going to be valid, ubal, and then he had relations with her. Or al tenai ba'al. Or he makes a condition about the marriage and then he has relations with her. Now, what, what sort of condition does he say? You can't have vows. So they have relations now. They have bia. And it turns out she had vows. Or he gives her a little plastic uh, uh, quarter ring from the machine and they have relations. Everybody's going to say that she, he's obligated to give her a get. Okay, now, this is fascinating because you'd say, listen, particularly with vows, how's it valid? Alone, the money is not here. Um, you never gave anything, okay? Says the Gemara, You need a get. Okay, now he only mentions that case. Doesn't mention the other two, right? In Rav Ula quoting Ula quoting Rav Lazar, we gave three cases where there was bia after. Okay, so that's going to be the catch over here. We want to know how it's going to be a valid marriage if there was no money given over, if there was a vow that wasn't, uh, if it was a, a condition that wasn't fulfilled, or uh, you had bia after nullifying a loan. The, the chap over here is going to be because the Maisi had relations. So we're assuming that relations were not going to want it to be as nos, and that's okay. So we're going to see that's the catch over here. But, but practically speaking, Rabbi Yosef saying, just notice, he's only mentioning one. If you marry less than a Shava Pruta, then Tricha uh, Himenu get. In the other cases, it seems not. Okay. Now, says the Gemara, Bahahu Deloitoi. He says, I'll tell you why. Because by Pachas Mishava Pruta, if somebody gives a woman a half eaten jelly bean, Give her a half-eaten jelly bean. There's no financial value. Delight toy. 
everybody knows that you didn't give her anything. What did you give her? Garnish meant garnish. You gave her nothing attached to nothing. There's nothing there, right? That, that joke of these two guys in front of a 7-Eleven. It's a big, every 7-Eleven, uh, at least the one here, there's a sign on front that says, no loitering. No loitering, not only just loiter, yeah? So there's two guys just sitting on this curb in front of a 7-Eleven. So a cop pulls up, he looks at one of them, and he says, well, buddy, what are you doing? He's like, nothing. He looks at his friend and says, what are you doing? He says, I'm, I'm helping him. Right? So the first guy's doing nothing. The second guy's helping You're helping nothing. Right? So the message in life is, from that joke, is that's what happened. Sometimes you think your mom is doing so much for the world. Right? So much is happening. Tikkun olam, and I'm saving this. And that. You're helping something that's not... <laughs> there's no value to what's happening anyway, according to... Uh, now, some has value, but sometimes it doesn't. Be it as it may. He says, everybody knows... That Pachlish over Buddha is not a valid, not a valid marriage. So now you're going to go ahead and attach something. You're attaching nothing to nothing. It's it, it's non-existent. Okay, Mamela. Therefore, when you had relations afterwards, you knew you were married. Why are you having relations? It must be that was l'shem kedushin. That's why. Ah, you need to get. That's why you need to get. But in the other condition, in the other cases where. You know, I might think if I forgive my loan, that's like giving my this woman real value. It's, it's a valid marriage, right? Or a condition. So maybe, toy people will make a mistake and they'll think that it's already, they're already married. Hence, when they have relations with her afterwards, it's not going to be for the purpose of kedushin. So you, you're never married because the loan forgiveness wasn't a marriage. Your relations weren't Makadesh Babia. That's not a marriage either. Hence, you don't need to get. You guys aren't married. Amr of Kahana Mishmei Dula. Rav Kahana says the name of Ula. Makadish al Well, a person who marries a woman on condition, there's no con- on condition yet that she doesn't have vows. Ubal, and then they have relations. You do need to get. There was a story that, that actually happened. And the Chachamim uh, said, we don't have the shoulders, we'll call it. We don't have the power to say, oh, you don't need to, you know, just, just walk away. No, no, no. They said, you need a, you need a get. Says the Gemara Lafuke, you should know this excludes Mehai Tana from the following Tana. Rabbi Yehuda quotes Shmuel, who quotes Rabbi Shmuel, the Tana. The Pasuk says that if you have a married woman who has an extramarital affair and she wasn't violated, she wasn't forced into the relation, so she becomes forbidden to her husband. Let's say she is violated and forced into this. Then she remains mutter to her husband. Okay? She can remain with her husband. Unless he's a Kayan, as we know. Right? Even the wife of a Kayan has to, has to leave. And there's another situation. Even though she's not forced, still mutteris. What situation where she's not forced and... Uh, where, where she's not forced and she still remains mutter to her husband. That's where the whole marriage was a Kedushan Betois. The whole thing was a mistake because, again, what's the case? Nadarim vows. He made a condition that she can't have vows and it turns out that she, uh, that she did. So guess what's happening here? You ready? She had relations with another guy now. She could go back to her first husband because she was never married to her husband. The whole thing was a nullified situation. It, never, it was a non-existent marriage. So now when she has the extramarital affair, if she makes up with the original guy, so we were never married in the first place. 
She could be giving her son shoulder rides, okay? Meaning she had relations with her husband and they have a child. And it turns out the whole thing was a mistake. Top of Ahmed Bey's. Why is it a mistake? In what way was it a mistake? Because she had conditions attached. So now we say the whole thing is nullified. This child was just coming from, it was just out of wedlock. Was now a wedlock child. So they're not married. So now she's living with another guy. She can go back to the first guy because again, she wasn't a married woman who went with another man. And my NS, she can refuse the marriage and walk away. What does that mean? That's it. You're done. No get garnished. You weren't married in the first place. Beautiful. Gavaldik. All right. So what we've done on Ahmed Aleph is really give a beautiful. Um, breakdown of a number of cases, a number of situations where you can have um, confusions, we'll call it, in a marriage where sometimes that type of confusion or, or uh, lack of knowledge will keep the marriage going. Sometimes it'll say the marriage never happened in the first place. As we know, obviously, if it's keeping the marriage going, you'll need to get. Don't keep the marriage going, you won't need to get. And also how it applies to um, relations. Okay, if you had a relation with somebody else, you weren't in the first place, you can go back. Good. Tana Rabbanon, the rabbis learned, and so should we. She goes to a chacham, and he says, I am nullifying your vows. Listen to this. This is Gewalt, Mamish Gewalt. Mikudashes, she's married. You hear this? A guy marries a woman on condition, she doesn't have vows. Turns out she has vows. You know what she does? She goes running to the rabbi. She says, Rabbi, I need you to release me from my vows. So if she, if she was released from a vow, so she's married. However, what happens if he married her assuming there was no mum, there was no blemish? He didn't know she had, we'll see what the case is in the Gemara, let's, but I'm going to give you, uh, let's, he didn't know she had a wooden leg. Whatever, it was covered over. So then she goes to a doctor and he heals her. He's able to grow her leg back. Okay? You're not married. Why by a chacham who could nullify the vow? Are we going to say now she's mekudashas by a doctor? No. Chacham Ikaras and Edomayikari. It's because what the rabbi does is he can make it that there was never a vow in the first place. How do you find a Pesach, an opening for a vow? See, here's what happens. You say to the woman, she says, you know, you say to the woman, what, what was your vow? She says, I made a vow, I'm never going to eat meat. So what the Chacham has to do is find an opening and say, well, if you would have known the difficulty of not eating meat, or if you would have known it would have impacted your Shaduchim, do you think about the things at that time? Because in Nedar, a vow was all dependent on your mindset at the time that you made it. If you weren't aware of, a, of, a, of something that, because you were just unconscious that it could possibly exist, you weren't aware, and now it entered your consciousness, and if you would have known about that consciously at the time, you would never would, would, would have made the vow. The Chacham could nullify it. So what the rabbi is doing is, the Chacham is doing is nullifying it made car. You're saying you never had it. So now when she got married, there was taka no vow. The doctor heals. He can't heal you retroactively. Still at the time of marriage, you had a mom. And therefore, it's not a valid marriage. Says the Gemara of Tanib, we learned in the if she goes to a Chacham to remove her vow, she goes to a doctor, and he uh, heals her. 
In the Mekudashas, in either case, says the Brisa, you're not Mekudash. So we have a contradiction. One Brisa says, if you go to the rabbi, you are married now. Next Brisa says, a rabbi and doctor are the same. It's not a contradiction. You know what it is? A good old machlaikis between Reb Meir and Reb Lazar. Says the Gemara. Reb Meir. One Brisa is Reb Meir. The Amar. Adam yaitze Adam writes a person wants shetisvaza ishtai bebezdin a person's okay with now there's a general rule here it's not appropriate for a woman to be stuck going to a bezdin it's a very uncomfortable place for a woman to be women don't want to be standing in a man's environment amongst a bunch of rabbis talking about gemaras and ninyanim and things that are totally out of her uh, world she's not aware of what's going on it's a very uncomfortable place for her to be. So Remeyer says, a person is willing to have his wife go to Bezdin, okay, in order that, um, uh, in order to, to uh, keep his marriage. So therefore, when he says to a woman, you ready? He says, I'm marrying you on condition you don't have any nadarim. He didn't mean that if you could remove the nadarim, I don't want this marriage. No, no, no. He's fine with it. When you make, in other words, you see, a guy says to a woman, I'm marrying a condition of vows. In his mind, does, would, would he be okay with, if the vow could be removed retroactively, is he okay with that? Says her mayor, yeah. Because I, she's going to have to go to Besden to do that? Fine. I'm fine with that. I, by my marriage, I, I totally got that. So that's what Ramayor says. Ramayor says, husbands are fine. Yes, it's an uncomfortable place for a woman. But if the vow's removed, I'm happy to be married to her. Who says like this. Bala says, you know what? He married her on condition she shouldn't have vows. Ah, you can go to a bezdin now and nullify the vows? Says Rabbi Lazar, yeah. But again, you got to get into the man's mindset. A man's mind frame. And he, he, at the time of the, he didn't intend, when he said, I don't want you to have vows, he didn't mean unless you could remove it in a bezdin, because women don't belong in a bezdin. They're uncomfortable. He, he doesn't want to be mvaza his wife through that. Hence, even if you could remove the vow, you're still in the Kodeshas. Because that was part of his original mindset. That's the svar, that's the logic over here. Says Mahi, what's the underlying issue between the mayor and Rebbe Lazar? A person who sends out his wife. He divorces his wife because of a nadir, because of a vow. Okay. And he says, now this could be after the fact. Yeah. She, she's just running around making vows and it's driving our marriage, it's driving our relationship nuts. She can't do this. She's putting this. She says, ah, I can't keep up with her. She's constantly vowing and swearing and doing all these things. He's a fan. So if he, if he divorces his wife because of this mida, He's not allowed to marry her again. He can't take her back. Fine. Let's say he marries her with Maitzi Shamra. Okay, remember what that is? Right? Maitzi Shamra is that she had relations either after Arison before Nesuin, it's no longer a Basula, or he claims even after Nesuin that she's too loose with all the other men. And that's why he divorced her. Also, he's not allowed to take her back. Yeah, because that's a, that's a dirty place to take your wife. You're gonna ruin her name. You're gonna ruin her reputation. No, no, you did that. No, you're not allowed to uh, take her back. Rebuta says, 
Call neder sheyadu by rabim. If there's a neder that the rabim know about, okay, people know about it. So again, did it hurt her reputation? Yeah. Now it's out there in the know. Then lo yachzir. So then that's where we say you're not allowed to take her back. However, lo, however lo yadu by rabim. If it didn't become known, it wasn't neder. People around don't know about this neder yachzir. You're allowed to remarry her. Okay, you're allowed to remarry her. Remeir Aimer, Remeir said, uh, before we get to Remeir, Rashi explains over here that Rabbi Huda is of the opinion that if you ever make a neder and it's done in front of a rabbin, it's done publicly in front of people, it cannot be removed. Okay, it cannot be removed. So you're kind of, uh, you're kind of stuck with that. And um, uh, it can't be nullified. And therefore, if you, if you divorce her because of that, there's no thing, it's still there. So nothing's changed. If it's a type of nedr that needs the chakira of a chacham, in other words, you have a chacham, ask the right questions to figure out whether this could be nullified, yachzir. Then you're allowed to take her back. Okay. Parentheses. Rabbi Lazar Aymer. Rabbi Lazar says, Echad tzarech ve'echad enay tzarech loy yachzir. Rabbi Lazar says, whether you need a chacham or whether you don't need a chacham, the halacha is loy yachzir. You don't take her back. Amr Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar says, Lai Asru, Lai Asru Tzarech, Ela Bepnei She'enai Tzarech. Now what does it mean like this? So Tzarech over here means to need a Chacham. So here's how we read this. Lai Asru Tzarech, Lai Asru Tzarech, Ela Bepnei She'enai Tzarech. The reason why we're going to say he's not allowed to take her back when the neder needs a Chacham is because of a neder that does not need a chacham. So in other words, it's going to get too confusing between the two. See, even in a case where you need a chacham to nullify it, we're going to say that the halachas go hand in hand. Fine. Now says the Gemara, my time with Rabbi Yehuda. What is the svara for Rabbi Yehuda? What's the logic for Rabbi Yehuda's opinion? That if she makes a neder in front of a rabbim, he's not allowed to take her back because what was the what was how Rashi explained that? Because uh, it can't be nullified. She divorced her because of that, and it was made in public. Can't be nullified. So she's still in the same matzav, same situation that you were that she was when you divorced her. You can't take her back. My time to Yehuda. What's the logic for this? Says the Gemara Dachsev Shteitin Pasuk Top of Tomorrow's Daf Vlaihikum Bnei Yisrael Ki Nishbu Lahem Ha'eda. Bnei Yisrael did not kill them, did not strike them, did not hit them. Rashi says, This is referring to the case of the Gevainim. These Gevainim were people who converted to Judaism out of fear. And they pretended, you know that story in Yeshua, right? They, they, they dressed up like they were traveling from like across the world. And it turns out that their mom was living in Canaan. They, they knew if they were approached as Canaanim, they would be killed. So they pretend they were somebody else. And they really wanted to come help and join Klai Yisrael. They heard about the miracles and Yeshua converted them. And it turns out, you know, they, it, was, it was a trick. Fine. Bnei Yisrael didn't kill them because the Misa, there was already a Shvua, there was already an oath made to them that we're going to have a peace treaty with you. The Kama Rabbim, okay, how many people are considered a Rabbim? Rav Nachman Yitzhak Amar Shleisha, make a vow in front of three people. Yomim, Shnayim, Rabbim, Shleisha. Rav Yitzhak Amar Asar, it's got to be ten. Eida, Ksiv, Behu. Because it says, Kinish Bulem Whenever you have an Eida, it's referring to ten people, right? That's how we know that a minion also is ten people. Interestingly, it's an interesting, interesting idea. How do you know you, had ten, you need ten people to daven? 
um, because we know that you need an Ada for the uh, for uh, for a minion, and the other time that we find the Ada is by the Maraglim. And the, there were twelve Maraglim, twelve swords went there to Israel, two of them remained Sadiqim, ten of them were Rishaim, right? Yeshua and Kalev remained Sadiqim, ten were Rishaim, and the ten Rishaim were called an Ada. So you see that a congregation of Jewish men is ten from these Rishaim, from these Miraglim, from these spies. That's why every, every uh, time you need a minion, you need ten people. It's fascinating that there, there's a lot of ramifications of this. This is why Ramesha Feinstein and the Chazanish have a machlekes about who's allowed to be included in a minion. Ramesha approves from the fact that aid does, don't definitely Miraglim, even if a person does Averis, if a person's a Russia, they could be included in a minion, besides for specific ones. There's certain Averis that separate you from Klal then you're not allowed to be included. But in general, just because somebody's a Balavera, is not, according to Ramesha, at least, Chazanish has a, a different uh, approach, but that's a suga in and of itself, which particular Averis uh, allow a person to be included. But be it as it may, the word Ada congregation is learned out from, from the Miraglim, and it's referring to ten people. Hence, if she makes a condition, a promise, Kalaizo made a promise. The leaders of Kalaizo made a promise when the Gavainim came, we're not going to make a treaty with you. And it was done by the Ada. So since it was done in front of ten people, that's a vow that cannot be nullified. If she makes a vow in front of ten people, it can't be nullified. And Layachsir, that's why he's not allowed to take her back. We are up to Rav Meir Aymer. We'll hold it here for today. Beshem, pick up from here tomorrow evening, hopefully from Yerushalayim. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, everybody.